0: This money line. This is money
1: Touchdown!
2: This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. Yeah.
3: And on ESPN 97.5.com. Yeah, we made
0: it. you just, just talking. If they hate it, you know they're watching.
2: Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show.
3: Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios,
2: here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Vice camera, action. Hello world, welcome into Moneyline on a Mother's Day Sunday in studio with none other than the statistician, my partner in grind, at Josh Jordan975 is where you can find him, Josh Jordan. What's going on, Jerry? How are you doing on this fine Mother's Day? It's a it's a special holiday, right? We are we all grow up mama's boys in one way or another, so it's time to pay a little respect and it's a day for all the mothers out there, so we'll dedicate these two hours to you out there. Hopefully, you're listening to us. Hopefully, you're getting ready. Hopefully, there's something on the barbecue pit right now. Hopefully, you're. Uh, hopefully, everything that you have been planned for today goes as such. Behind the glass, we got our man back. He's back. He's ready to jam out from ten to noon, like he does every single Sunday at Clutch City campus where you can find him on Twitter. Cam,
4: what's up, players? Good to be back.
2: How how uh, how was the crawfish, bro? How did it go? Did everything go as planned?
4: Yeah, uh, minus the uh, the the couple idiots that climbed on the roof and the one idiot that fell off the roof and and stuff like that. But was there that, any injuries? Uh, to to that guy's ego, maybe, but physically, no. Nobody was hurt in the crawfish boil. <laughs>
2: It's amazing what whiskey will do to you. Yes. And it's amazing what we'll do for you every single Sunday as we continue to cash tickets. Last week, we cashed three bets within the show. Week before that, we had the both teams to score on uh, the Man United game. And we look to continue that. I got some more heaters. 713-780-3776. At Moneyline975. On Twitter, if you want to tweet us or that same number, you can call us or text us. So go ahead and get at us if you have any questions over any specific games there's some big basketball games uh th- there's a, a hockey today there's a little bit of everything so go ahead and give us a call if you got you want to talk anything and also we'll be we having a Rockets funeral yes so uh, that line is open for that as well 713-780-3776 any thoughts you have, uh, whether it's uh, I would hate to use the word negative, but uh, if you want to shine a light on something specific with the Rockets going forward that you would like to see something that you uh, weren't weren't too happy with the way things ended up, feel free to give us a call.
5: Yeah, no doubt about it. Also, you can you can watch us on Twitch. Just go to ESPN975.com. You can watch the show there, listen, whatever you want to do. I did want to give a special shout out. It is Mother's Day, Jerry. Uh, so I want to say happy Mother's Day to my mom. It's also her birthday was last week, so I want to tell her happy birthday as well. So thanks for all the moms out there doing everything they do. So, we will get into the Rockets. I
2: think for the Rockets game itself, we'll need a, a few segments. So we'll give, we'll, we'll isolate those. We'll start the Rockets talk this next segment, but for now, let's talk, uh, some NFL, right? Yeah, let's do it. And it is off season. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to vary some of the news. It's not going to be groundbreaking stuff, but something that does matter. And we, we talked, we spoke about it last week, something that when knew was coming uh, with news breaking out of Seattle, uh, Baldwin, He's done. Yeah, they released him. Uh, Cam Chancellor also done. Two of the older, uh, two of the older centerpieces, I guess, to the where that team was when they were making their run. Two, Absolutely. just two of the guys, but two of the remaining guys. It's. Uh, I hate to see Baldwin go like this, but from what I understand, these reoccurring injuries it just really put a toll on him. What do you think happens going forward? What does this mean for the team? Whose
5: doors open up immediately? Well, you got to think of Lockett. We'll see if he can be more than just a downfield guy. I think they're going to need him to be more than that. Obviously, they took DK Metcalf. You know, they, they traded up, I believe, in the second round and got him. And he, I think he's got to play a big role. And I like the size. He's fast, he's big. You know, that's a good target there for Russell Wilson. So we'll see how they adjust. But it's tough with Doug Baldwin, right? He was so clutch. He was so great in the slot. Really good player. You know, it's a shame. It looks like he's retiring. And. I think it's one of those deals where he played through a lot of injuries, man. And when you, you know, when you keep playing on, you know, bad knees, and I think, believe he had a lot of groin injuries, and you know, you keep playing on that stuff, it can shorten your career. And I think that's what happened with. We won't be doing the Dougie anymore, Jerry.
2: Yeah, that that hurts. Yeah, but let's think of overall who Doug Baldwin was because many, many he's an excellent slot receiver. That's what he is. But he also had that that beat you down the field. And break a play open, and it also I think it has to do with the the lack of. Not let's not say they're not talented on the wide receiver core group of the Seattle Seahawks, but they they leave a little to to to, to one right. So sure, Doug Baldwin though, if you look from two thousand fourteen to two thousand eighteen, wide receivers with top five finishes uh, in fantasy, he was seventh on that list. People above him the. Hopkins, Beckham, Hilton, Julio, Antonio Brown. Those are big names. Yeah, Doug Baldwin is right up there with him. He had more, let's say, than somebody, A.J. Green, more than a Larry Fitzgerald, uh, Jordy Nelson, Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks, someone that gets paid, a, <laughs> yeah. right? That, that's, that's a wide receiver that gets paid right now. Doug Baldwin quietly – is a better receiver than that guy. He just didn't really get the, the shine that he should have.
5: No doubt. I mean, that's part of playing in Seattle, right? You know, you don't people don't notice you quite as much. So, and he's a smaller guy too, a slot receiver, undrafted. You know, like Seattle just finds a way with those late round guys and undrafted guys. I mean, Cam Chancellor was like a, what, a fifth round pick, something like yeah. that. You know, they find a way with that talent late in the draft. So that, it makes me think that, you know, maybe DK Metcalf, if if Seattle really wanted him and, and they need him now, especially with Doug leaving, he could really be a big piece. I think he's going to be a guy I target in fantasy. I, I think he's, you know, with Lockett, I like him. I like the speed, but he's just kind of a deep a deep threat at this point. So, you know, he might be a guy that gets you close to a thousand yards like he did last year. But does he get to seventy five catches? Probably not.
2: Probably not. Another guy that we got confirmation. This week, Telvin Smith, Jacksonville Jaguars, yeah. announces his a decision, a decision to step away from football to get, quote, my world in order. <laughs> Tom Coughlin
5: had to love that.
2: <laughs> oh, it, it, it hurts. But, and we'll talk about it in a second. It looks like they were kind of preparing somewhat from, for this by the way they drafted. If you see, they drafted people that can maybe, a few players that can maybe fill in that hole. Now, whenever you lose your top tackler, yeah, it, it's big time.
5: What are your thoughts? I just, I find it, I find it funny because Tom Coughlin is like the biggest hard ass guy in the world. you know, he's the, if you're not five minutes early, you're late guy. And something tells me he doesn't have the patience for a football player. That's like, eh, I don't know about this year. You know, I'll check in with you next season. You know, Tom Coughlin to me, isn't a guy that is going to go along with you if you're not an all in type of player. So I wonder if if he's going to be back with the Jags. I I just don't see Coughlin putting up with that kind of thing.
2: Championship teams are dominated by selfless individuals who recognize that the welfare of the team must always be paramount to any other consideration, Tom Coughlin said, after not just Smith, but Jalen Ramsey also didn't show up to the team's offseason program, and he's not happy. He can't be. Would you, though?
5: I mean, if I'm Ramsey, I, I think I'm going to do everything to kind of look like the good soldier because he's coming up on that second contract, the really, really, really big one. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, just gonna go along with it, try and look like I'm not a pain in the ass, and you know, just kind of go with the flow to get my money. That's what I would do.
2: That's pretty smart. Someone that hasn't got the best breaks but has seen money throughout their career, Jason Pierre-Paul, was yeah. involved in another. Uh, Well, let's call it a freak accident because this happens all the time uh, with car accidents. But we know what happened with the firework incident. (laughs) Yeah. Is is this the last of JPP? Where do we go from here with him? I think
5: so, man. It's a it's a neck deal. Doesn't look like he's going to play this year. He's getting older, man. I mean, you think about it like he was the, you know, the big piece when the Giants were beating the Patriots. Think how long ago that was.
2: That's a (laughs) you know what I mean.
5: Well, now that you put it like that,
2: it was a long time ago. And for those that don't know, broke his neck when he crashed his Ferrari on a Florida highway last week. Looks like he'll avoid surgery, but there's no timetable. There's no no one really knows anything. And at this point, I don't know. I don't know what happens going forward with him. But it's 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 crazy that these things happen to him.
5: But is it you know is or is he just kind of you know, predisposed to this type of stuff, you know, taking, taking risks and maybe making some poor decisions. I mean, I mean, how many times have you heard the phrase wrecked his Ferrari? You know, that seems to happen to a lot of people. You let that thing get out of control in the fireworks incident. Uh, you know, it makes you just think that he's got some, some poor decisions. It looks like he's been making that it looks like the giants, they moved him at the right time when they did, you know, they, they got rid of him and it looks like that was the right decision decisions let's stick with the same team when does Tampa make a decision on Gerald
2: McCoy Oof. this has to be made we're talking about Gerald McCoy here Gerald McCoy came out and said this week I don't know where I will be playing football somewhere though and I don't know if it'll be here he's serious
5: yeah no and I mean he's the guy that was one of the best tackles in the league I don't know if he's quite at that level anymore but I mean you know, Bruce Arians is there, you know, Tampa's looking to turn this thing around and it'd be nice to have him. That's for sure. But you know, we'll see. Everything's kind of up in the air right now. It's, and that's kind of why we're going through the NFL is because there's a lot of, a lot of news happening right now. A lot of big name players that may or may not be back with their teams. And it's pretty interesting. And we had the rookie camps get going too. So it's you can almost start to feel a little bit of football season coming back. You know, yeah. we're, we're past the draft. It's starting, to, it's starting to get a little closer.
2: You're starting to get the the insane comments, where, as in Odell Beckham saying, I plan to turn the Browns into the new Patriots. <laughs> oh, oh, do you?
5: <laughs> it- it's not just saying it. It takes it takes a lot to do that, don't you think? Of course, but I don't know if I can trust Odell. Did you see him at like that Met Gala thing or whatever? What no. he was wearing? He was in a tuxedo, like with the sleeves ripped off. He looked like Ricky Wild Thing Vaughn from Major League in that American <laughs> Express commercial. He was wearing a kilt.
4: He <laughs> was Scottish for the day, apparently.
2: I plan on being there for the next five years and trying to bring as many championships there as possible," he said, turning the Browns into the new Patriots. I don't like even how he said five years. Like some guys say, "Man, I plan on being here for a lifetime," even if they don't mean it. And especially coming from another team right now, like so. What you just here's a timeline: five years. That's what my contract That's might contract. say. I like, know, right? You're supposed to say that in a different right? fashion. Like, hey, I'm here. Uh, I'm here for life. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm. But you're over here talking about uh, turning into the Patriots. He also said uh, that Baker Mayfield, he's Brett Favre. Basically, <laughs> he's going to be Brett Favre. And and I, <laughs> I I can't I guess if you speak it into existence, it'll happen.
5: Maybe. I mean, it's funny, right? With the Browns. I mean, they are. Everybody's talking Browns. Everybody's so high on them, which makes me want to go the other way. But if we do look at it just as far as a team standpoint, and this even kind of applies to fantasy too, is there really very many better receiving cores in the NFL than what the the Browns have? You know, with with Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, you know, Najoku to a smaller extent. But you know, maybe you could think of the Minnesota Vikings, you know, with Thielen and Diggs, and there's not that many other ones. I mean, Browns are loaded at receivers, so you know, Baker's got the tools. We'll see if he can get it done. And, you know, the Ravens, I don't know, I think they maybe take a little step back. They're not gonna be that great on offense, I don't think. Steelers, I mean, they're not gonna have Antonio Brown, no Le'Veon Bell. We'll see what happens with them. So and the Bengals are the Bengals. So The Bungles. Yeah. yeah so I'm you know
2: And you know, something that no one really I mean, not that no one, but that isn't really spoke of as much as it should be. Todd Munkin. You know, he comes over from Tampa to 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 lead this to off to be the
5: offensive coordinator here for Cleveland.
2: That's big because T- Munkin likes to get the ball
5: downfield, right? Which you could see maybe Callaway getting worked into the offense. Let's
2: see these guys. Let's see. Uh, and Joku is a, uh, a tight end that can run straight down the. Uh, you know, yeah, he, the he, seam down the seam. That's what Munkin likes. Yep. He just he tried to make it happen with Winston. Yeah, you saw what he could do for Mike Evans.
5: Yeah, and, and Godwin, Godwin had a kind of a surprising breakout. Godwin,
2: year. which is going to be a big name this year now that Deshaun Jackson is gone.
5: And Humphreys is gone, too. Oh,
2: it's on over there. But again, now you got Monk gone, and now he hooks up with uh, the an offense that's perfect. It's perfect for yeah. what he wants. Get to downfield. I did see some some weird stats about because you you some, I, or or myself I didn't realize I sometimes think that uh, Mayfield uses his legs more than what he does. Yeah, he doesn't really use them that much, and I have some stats uh, going as far as that. I have uh, I'll bring it up a little bit later during the show. But uh, Todd Munkin is going to do wonders for this team going forward. I'm I'm real curious how how they get going. What happens if they don't get off to a good start? do 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 attitudes start coming out because everything is is hunky-dory right whenever the season yeah. starts and 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 everybody's building you up and everyone's already putting you in the the title game the championship weekend you're already there
5: according to everyone else Odell's not fighting kicking nets yet not you know, yet not yet
2: <laughs> I mean if he did that there in in New York with a big city a big a big a big sports, what would what, they do in Cleveland? Someone that he feels that he's doing them the favor. kind <laughs> of th- It just, I don't know what to think. We'll talk about Rockets when we get back. I'll have some gambling plays. There's some Game 7s. There is a big, big soccer game that kicks off in 45 minutes. Get your passports ready. Like I say, every single Sunday, we're taking a trip. You're listening to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. Dream and imagine. They, they change the rhyme around back and aggravate me. So when you see me come up, freeze. Or you'll be one of those seven MCs. They think that I'm a new jack, but only if they need it. Twitter. Twitter.
4: Follow the show on Twitter at moneyline 975
2: You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN
3: 975 and on ESPN 975.com.
2: Live from the ESPN 975 studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan.
0: Rockets, you bad. Eh? How can you do this to me?
3: Eh?
0: All the money I spent on this game.
3: Hell, yeah, try it.
0: These niggas are there. One job. Rockets, rockets! How can you do this to me? Uh, you thought How can you do this to me? Uh, oh my goodness! Uh, playoffs, you just bloody playoffs nonsense! You can't even beat the Warriors now. i not kidding you. Oh my goodness! I can't understand what kind of nonsense is this? Huh? Rockets nonsense! Oh my goodness!
2: Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776 at Josh Jordan 975 at Clutch City Cam at Jerry Bone Nose with an S. The Z is still not freed. Feel free to shoot us a text, shoot us a call or uh, hit us up on Twitter. You got any kind of gambling questions or if your heart hurts like this guy that we just came back from uh, a Rocket fan and Many hearts
5: are broken right now. I, I thought that was Tillman Fertitta talking after the game. No, that somebody else. No? He said so much <laughs> since
2: <laughs> since that game that that I don't even know. I don't even know where to start with him.
5: I bet that's how he feels, though. I bet we all kind of feel that way after. You know, I I at least thought they were going to go back for a game seven. What, what did you think they were going to lose it in six, Jerry? Or? No, no, for
2: sure. I thought we're going to game seven here. Let's 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 hope for the best. I didn't. <sighs> I, you can't lose that game. You can't lose that game at home in that situation. Now, the only good thing about that is happened on Friday. They didn't get it, it, it's. It, it might be good or bad. Now they have to wait till Monday to hear it from all these hot take shows. Yeah, and they will. Oh, it's marinating. It's marinating. It's embarrassing. Um, now, I don't want to get down here and just get down and, and talk down on the Rockets. The season overall, it, yeah. it was a let's let's talk overall. Let's not just be negative on here. Um, overall, it's again, though, it's hard not to say and ne- not be negative because coming into the season, they made it. They made it that you did this to you. You you talked to Warriors. You, Kapila, you came out and said we wanted them like this is on you.
5: Yeah, and and how good was Capella in that series? It's, it's
2: terrible. Like, it's like that friend that doesn't know how to fight or nothing, but he's out there talking uh, talking crap to other people, and then they they show up to fight him, yep. but, and he and then he's like, "Well, here are my buddies." <laughs> you know what I mean? That's right. what, that's that's what he's doing, and it's again, that's what gets me here because they put that target on their back. They said, or or they put the target, I'm sorry, on Warriors. They said, "This is who we're after. Nothing else matters." So if you get to that point. And you didn't ultimately – now some will say they went out early in the playoffs. Well, regardless, it wasn't even early or late. You knew or you were hoping that it would come down to a showdown with the Warriors. The way the regular season ended, another moment that you blew it. Yep.
5: And it worked out, right? Like, everybody was debating, like, would you rather have the Rockets earlier or later? Well, clearly earlier because Durant went out. You know, you couldn't have asked for a better opportunity. That was it. That was it. and it was frustrating man it was really frustrating obviously but what it felt like to me is is after i saw him lose you know in game 6 the series series was over what it made me kind of realize was the series was really over after they lost that game where durant exited you know it reminded me of like a you know a previous rockets playoff series where you know, they, 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 they don't win a game that they really needed and it was really important. And then you're like, well, they still have another game. And then they go out and blow the following game. You know, it's almost like their hearts were snatched out of their and, chest. And Nick Wright yeah. leads
2: you to believe because the very next day he dropped a, 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 his take on – and he went back and looked at hardest possessions and how they were quality shots. So it's like, okay, so who are you going to be? Because this whole year – Whenever this side of the fence was telling the Harden guys, man, those are bad shots, people were saying, I'll live and die with it. That's the way we play ball. But now that you want him to take those shots because you say this is the moment, there's no way we can lose this, Rocket guy, right, Rocket fans. You say, there's no way we can lose this game. Durant, this is the moment. And now you're saying, I want him to play, make the right basketball move when he hasn't been making that. So then, Rick Wright breaks it down, and he says, "Okay, let's look at this possession. Uh, Paul got a quality shot. Uh, let's look at this position. Capella missed a, a, a layup. Let's look at this quality, uh, this possession, a quality look. But PJ Tucker stepped out of bounds. What's, what's what? What do you find in common in everything he said? He's talking. He's throwing in other people into this conversation. I went back and watched it too, Nick Wright, and everyone else who used this little take. I went back and watched that too. And on some of those plays." Paul, say Paul has it on the, by the three point line and Harden's on the opposite side of three point line, kind of like a, like it's a regular play, which it is. That's what what it's supposed to be. But in that position, you're telling me Kobe Bryant isn't coming over there and forcing that ball into his hands. He's going to get that ball. He doesn't need to, to wait for the pick-and-roll to develop and hopefully it, it, the, the the lane collapses and they kick it to him because he didn't give, dribble the ball. No, like, let's, let's throw that all that. Now we're trying to be cute because, yes, we know that. We know that the last thing the Warriors wanted to do was let James take over at the end. So, yeah, they made it sure that they they played their defense according to such, but at the end of the day, if you lived all year long, I heard people say, man, I can't question that guy no more. I can't question. What do you mean you can't question him? He hasn't won anything. Until he wins something, then you question him. I mean, then you can't question him. But until then, I mean, what game are we playing? That's why Nick Wright throws it in all these possessions. That was a good possession. Yes, I understand. And I agree. But is was it a good possession when Lillard shot up a 40-footer, 35-footer? Was that a good possession, or did you say, "I don't care how it goes"? Litter, don't you pass that ball? You go up there and jack it. If you if you miss, then we'll deal, we'll, we'll die with that. We'll go to overtime. But if you make it, then they're supposed to go down like that. That's what we've been living with James all year long. And now all of a sudden, you want to switch the narrative and
5: say he's making the right basketball plays, man? Please. You know, it's funny you bring that up because I felt that way. He made some good passes. PJ Tucker misses a layup. Like James did. Make some good decisions as far as possession wise. But here's the thing, Jerry, and here's where I agree with you. After the first two or three times he made the right play and the right pass, and the guy didn't make the shot, you're like, man, forget this. You can't give them the ball anymore. You just can't. You can see that the moment's too big for them. If he can't make a layup, how's he going to help me?
2: Nah, you know, nah, it's different if they're all trapping him or something, sure. and it, it, he has to let it go. Yeah, but like I said, he was checked out and not checked out. But he, he he literally passed the ball and he's sitting on the opposite side of the three point line. You know, like a regular play, waiting for it to develop. You're telling me Kobe. You're telling me Jordan after he sees three or four plays of making the right basketball play. You telling me Jordan's going to say, man, if my guys just if it's if they're not hitting the day, if Capella's going to Keep being Capella-ish. You know what I mean? Uh, We'll just die like that. No, he's going to go get the ball. He's going to come up there and grab the ball, and he's going to say the same thing James has been doing the whole
5: season. I'm with you. I I wish he would have tried to get himself a better shot instead of passing them. And it's unfortunate. Look, he needs help, right? I mean, it it is James and Chris Paul who can't run anymore. Capella was a nothing in this series. I mean, the Warriors, they they have more talent, man. They just do. But – it's a shame because I came away from that game, the Durant game, where he went out, game five, being like, you know what Chris Paul is good at now? Falling down in, in front of people and trying to get charges. Or, you know, like or, that's the best thing he's good at now. Or not
2: letting Curry warm up. What's up yeah. with that?
5: Oh, my God. What,
2: how much of a joke can can that be? So uh, reports are that Curry wanted to show up and he had reserved an hour frame of pregame shots. Yeah. At the Toyota Center. Chris Paul got word. And basically said, that's not happening. Not here. So he went out there and did his thing. They said Curry even said, I'll share the court. I just need half that court. I want to get my shots
5: up. Yeah. Paul said it's not happening. I mean – Dude, that's just weak, right? Weak. Like it makes the Rockets look so unlikable. And and way to go. Curry's really not done much the whole series. Way to piss him off and get him going to throw
2: like that's the last thing you want to do is throw gas on that fire that's waiting to go. A fire that 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 lacked potency this year. A fire that needed moments. And, And and it happens. Let's be real. Whenever you got excellence and you dominate for so long, sometimes you need an added narrative. And the Clippers gave them that the first round. And then the Rockets started off game one of this series giving them more. And then you want to do that before elimination game. Look at the Patriots, how they try to add an we're the underdog narrative. Because they need that. Once you're excellent so long and things don't go as according as it did with the Patriots the regular season, as it did with the Warriors at this point, then you look for that an narrative and it was handed to him like, here, you want to be, you want to be mad? Here you go. Like, let's throw. Here, we, we did a study last year on that game seven. Like, here it is. Oh, no. God.
5: And all the stuff with Curry's wife in the media about it Like, health. why are yeah. you doing this? Like, yeah. why are
2: we doing this? Like, let them be the good guys. Let Curry be that quiet. Uh, I guess quiet. Not that he is anymore. He's got his cocky side, too. Let's not even lie. Sure. But you got what you asked for. The matchup, healthy, healthier than the other team. Yeah. Down the, the pivotal moments of this series, and you came up short. We talk about all these players, though. And D'Antoni can't get a pass either, though. No, because we say the Warriors had a better team, yeah, up top, but not more in depth, for sure not. So then, why can can he play people like Jericho or or or, or he's throwing in random players, and we didn't even see Fareed like much.
4: No, because I mean, is he's he on a, the team anymore. Because he's a defensive liability. Are you kidding me? No, here here's the problem with the Rockets. It's it's like football. You you teams draft. To, to face that other team in the division. The Rockets built this team to play the Warriors well, and it, and it hasn't worked out. And you basically have to start all over again. Look, you thought Capella was going to be the guy, but he doesn't match up well with the Warriors. You don't have any big men that can match up with the Warriors. They're either undersized or they can't shoot the three. You got absolutely nothing from your bench. Look, I love Gerald Green. I love his hypeness, but going two for 10 in the playoffs in the last game is not going to cut it. We didn't even see Daniel House. I mean, you for me, you literally have to start all over like there, there's no there's no rebuilding I mean it's, it's starting from the, the beginning again because you we've seen that this team the last two years can't beat the Warriors and that's what they built this team for and it's
2: it, you're completely right and it's, it's it's like okay so what positions are you really confident in because you put so much money into the center position and you had Nene running out there in the playoffs it, 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 you, it, it just makes no sense
4: to me the coach can't get a pass here and No, these are Dan guys. Like Dan Tony of these guys and they have it panned out. Dan Tony has to go look I Leslie Alexander brought in Dan Tony. Tuman can kick Dan out. Like I don't think Dan is a or Tuman is a Tuman Fertita type of guy. So it definitely starts with coaching. You wanted these guys in here and they didn't produce either did Eric Gordon. I mean that that is the only bench player. And when you when That's what sucks is the Warriors have so much talent that even when Durant goes out, they have three or four guys that can step up. With the Rockets, if Harden and Paul aren't doing anything, you're absolutely screwed. And even if they are doing something, you're still obviously screwed because you can't count on Eric Gordon. P.J. Tucker, as amazing as he is, he's not going to drop 30 on you like Draymond Green or Sean Livingston can just sporadically like that. Like You don't have any bench players... I mean, I'm just fuming, kind of thinking about exactly how the Rockets went down. But They're in
5: trouble, and you can tell we're agitated. We have a little audio from Tillman Fertitta speaking of him. Uh, Let's hear his thoughts on on the loss here.
2: Very upset right now. They kicked our ass in our home court. They beat us by 10 points in the fourth quarter. It's unacceptable, okay? We just have to be better, and and I know that we're going to rise to the occasion, and our time's going to come. You know, James is 30 years old. Michael didn't win his first championship till 30. Hakeem didn't win his first championship till 30. I can promise you we're going to win some championships with James Harden, okay, because we are not going to sit here. We will go to battle every year. We're going to have a strong offseason, and we're going to do whatever we can do to be a better team, okay? We are not going to sit on our hands. I can promise you that.
5: Ooh, you know what I noticed there? I heard James Harden. I sure didn't hear Chris Paul's name. You know we're going to win a championship with James Harden. He's only thirty. Didn't hear anything about Chris Paul. Didn't hear anything about Clint Capella.
2: His mouth still has to have a bad taste after paying Paul like that. But again, look up. Okay, so okay, yeah. Let me ask y'all this. So was this team not saying as far as because obviously they got further last week uh, last year the way the things played out and didn't have to play the Warriors too later, but. Which was the better
5: team? I want to know that from both of y'all, last year or this year? Let's get to that on the other side. We're up against a break. We'll get to that on this side. Which team was better, this year's Rockets or last year's?
2: 713-780-3776. Give us a call if you want to talk Rockets, if you got some thoughts. Again, I don't want to make it seem like uh, I'm up here hating on them by any any means. I wanted them to go forward. I actually had a a parlay. I'll show you right now. I'll I'll screenshot this parlay to make myself look bad. I had a seven way three hundred dollar parlay. I had been doing all uh, money lines minus two hundred favorites. I needed the Rockets to close out this series for five grand. Um, I could have plugged in the Warriors, and I got caught up in that whole business. Uh, I believed in them. Uh, I'm not mad at them. I'm more disappointed because I would, thought they would put up a better fight. Uh, I thought they would go to game seven. I'd be able to hedge out. I, I figured that that was going to happen. It didn't happen as so. But that's why That's why we love this game. That's why we love these teams. And, again, uh, 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 tip of the hat to the Rockets in their own way, just for at least uh, the good times they gave you this year, the – the, the good performance is by James in the regular season. I'll give him all that. But overall, what's what, what's going to be remembered from this is the way it ended. We'll be back. It's Monday Line ESPN
3: 97.5. This is Nolan Ryan.
0: You're listening to Houston's Best Sports Talk, ESPN 97.5. You all breathe.
3: Appreciate No to know we love love There ain't nobody tell us it was fair. No love for my daddy cause the cowboy wasn't there He passed away and I didn't cry Cause my anger wouldn't let me feel for a stranger they say I'm wrong I'm wrong. You're
2: listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5.
3: And on ESPN 97.5.com.
2: Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Dear Mama, Happy Mother's Day from the crew over at Moneyline 97.5. Josh Jordan 97.5 at Clutch City Cam at Jerry Bow Knows with an S. A Funeral for the Rockets, 713-780-3776. Not trying to be cute with it, trying to trying to bring some real feel to the table. Without the hot takes that we're going to get tomorrow from the national media. And again, I, I, I put emphasis on I'm not dogging them on here. I was a believer in them. I thought that this was the moment. I thought that they really were going to pull this off. But wishful thinking, I, I yeah, I, I don't. For sure, they weren't the best team. I thought that maybe they were gonna outplay them, if that made sense. Not to say yeah. that they again, they're not the best team. I know that the Warriors have more talent, but I just think that this team was deeper. I think I thought that the the the, the Warriors were vulnerable. Let's not forget that this is the Warriors that had KD and Draymond arguing with each other to start this year. Talking, yeah. you know, Draymond yelling to him like, "We won before you got here." So there's things going on in that locker room, but sometimes you just can't beat skill like that. No. They can have a cold – they their James can go cold or, or check – and then they have little baby James. You know what I mean? They, have, <laughs> they do. And, and, and while we had – our 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 secondary guy didn't show up to the last game, which let's give Paul credit. He did
5: go – He played a lot better in games. He six. did.
2: He did. That's the Paul. Now, if you – okay, let's say you get that Paul the whole series. They're pulling out one of those other close
5: games. Right. No, no doubt. And I almost think the Durant thing, and I see we got a couple of rockets calls, we'll get to y'all in just a sec. I almost think it kinda helped the Warriors with Durant going down in this manner. Like Clay Thompson was complaining about not getting the ball enough and having to deal with all the scraps of the offense. Like now Clay got his chance to show everybody that that, that he's still that guy. So I think, you know, Curry and Clay were able to get going because Durant wasn't taking the ball anymore. So I think that actually helped them. It got them in rhythm. They kind of got to play like the old Warriors. And they were probably thinking to themselves, too. Like, our team may go back to doing this next year when possibly Durant leaves. And then Clay. I think Clay will stay if Durant leaves. I think they're all – yeah, Yeah. I think it
2: stays. And once Durant leaves, they'll say, hey, we tried it. We tried the Blair Witch Project. Yep. It worked. Uh, it, uh, but we're good anyways yeah. we can do this on our own Let's. I want to hear from the people right now let's go to Coco Coco you're on Moneyline what's going on you're on Rockets hey hey how are you good how are you doing
0: I'm fine I want to voice my opinion
2: yeah go ahead we want to hear it
0: okay what I would like to say is first of all happy Mother's Day to all the mothers and, and going back to the Rockets I would like to say that Harden needs help and first of all I want to say Harden to you you need to make up your mind. Do you want to go all the way to the top? Because we're tired of going to just the playoffs. I need you to make up your mind to say, "Hey, we're gonna take this thing and win it." Today, this year, I feel like this is our year. We need to win and go to the top and take it all. So, as far as your help, I just hope that the administrators or whoever's working out the deals pick the right man that needs to work with you. That coincides for Harden, and Harden just needs to step up. And if you can't depend on nobody to do it, do it yourself. It's not saying that you ball-hawking or nothing. Just do what you have to do to make a win. And as for Chris Paul, Chris Paul, man up. They pay you too much money. None of y'all should miss free throws. College ball is almost better to watch than the NBA. So I need everybody to man up. Do what you're supposed to do. I don't want to hear no more excuses. It's tired of excuses. The A's don't really play a factor. You just need to play the ball. And as for uh, this year, I was a little bit disappointed because I was excited to go and see a seventh game to go. We needed the, a seventh game. We played like little bitty kindergarten, pre-K. I need y'all to pick up the pace. Do what you have to do. Stop making excuses. It's time out for excuses. Now, as far as going back to Cliff Hall, acting an ass with Mr. Courage, let's, let's not do that. Let's not do that. Be a good player, good for the them. I'm, I'm, I'm almost like to say that I'm, I'm almost jealous, but I, I congratulate them. I like their fans. Their fans are very exciting. We need some fans like that. I went to a game. I felt like I was at a funeral. So the fans need to get it together. It don't matter. Start from top to the end. Give them that energy because it takes energy to win a game. If you sit like you're at a funeral, you don't need to be there.
3: Let I, me get i that. totally been
0: twice. But like I said, when I go to those games, I feel like I'm at a funeral. I'd rather cheer from at home. So let's get it together. Hopefully better luck next year.
2: I totally agree. Thank you so much for the uh, call, Coco. If, if you're a mother, happy Mother's Day to you. I love that call, though. She yeah. hit it on the nail. That's why I let her I keep going because everything you said made sense. Uh, Rockets fans, again, if you're listening out there right now and you want to voice your displeasure, again – or or things looking forward that you want to see, or or if you hey if you, again I don't I don't ask you to agree with me. If you disagree and you say hey Jerry, maybe you're going a little too far, maybe you're being too hard on James. I want to hear that perspective as well. I want to hear it all. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. We got another call.
5: Yeah, we we got Dwayne. He wants to get in on the uh, the conversation. What you got for us, Dwayne? Yeah, um,
3: I've been watching the Rockets all year long, and. Um They, as far as the playoffs were concerned, I thought they did a really good job. But the thing is, is that you guys know this, the the Golden State Warriors are loaded. I mean, there's nobody on that team that can't do something that's going to take that team to a championship. Yeah, I know Kevin got injured and Cousins got injured, but the point is that those guys are just too loaded and until then, I don't think anybody in the West is ever going to beat those guys. But, hey, you know, the Rockets did their best. And, hey, my hat's off to them. Hey, I hope maybe next year if for a Tita is <laughs> going to be truthful, he's going to find somebody to help out Harden because I thought they had a great team. But, anyway, guys, take care and hey. God bless.
2: Thanks for the call, Dwayne. We appreciate it. Yeah, and and I, I like again. You have uh, you have fans like this one that says, "You know what, guys? Like at the end of the day, I was being. I, I, let's be honest. Did we really, as a fan, was it hopeful that we can beat them? was it hopeful we and I say we as the Rockets, Rocket fan. Uh, was it just a hope? Like you know what? This is the year. This is or did we really think that the Rockets had enough in place? Same thing happened with the Patriots, and it happened to me. It was wishful thinking, saying. Uh, like like Coco said, it, it's almost a, a jealous. You want to be that as yeah. an organization, and I hate I, I hate to use jealousy because jealousy is not a a good thing to carry, a good trait to carry in life. But sports jealousy exists, and I and 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 I hey, go ahead. I'll I'll be sports jealous. I get sports jealous, and, and not just okay. Let's not even talk about on the court because we know that the the Warriors are superior as far as. Uh, star power right but like Coco said like do the games have to be funerals <laughs> you know what I mean does it have yeah. to be funerals Like, because on that it it, it, it it asks of the fans to give back now don't get me wrong if the team's not putting up but even last year when you led the league in, in regular season wins they still weren't in their seats. so we can't say it's only that it's a little bit of both and again Rockets uh, Rockets guy out there maybe it was a a a false dream that was never going to happen, a perception that it was never really in touch, but you knew that it was coming. You knew at one point or another, we're going to have to play these guys. Let's just pray for health. You got that.
5: They, They did. And we talked before the segment started about which team's better last year's team or this year's team. I think this year's team was better. I don't think Chris Paul was better, but I think overall, I think the team was better. I don't think losing Trevor Ariza really made that big a difference. Um, actually, we got another caller. Let's just get this last Rockets caller before the segment. We got, we got. Oh, what you got for us on the Rockets? Oh,
1: yeah. What's going on, man? So, I mean, this year was was disappointing. But I mean, truth of the matter is, you know, let's starts with Capella. I mean, we don't really. He's not strong in the, in the middle. Posting, he really can't handle with. Even Andre Bogan. can't even handle. Can't even deal with Andre Bogan. Uh You're getting boxed out by Draymond Green, Sean Livingston. That's, that's just not going to work. Um, Chris Paul, I mean, he's good. He You know, he can handle the point, but we need a big game from him this year. And that was the fact that we said last year we missed was the fact that we needed Paul. And we had him this year. He still was a non-factor. I mean, 12 points, 11 points, you know, two for eight. that's just not going to get it, you know. And, you know, it's true. In the city of Houston, you know, when you, when you watch the games from home or we're at the, we're at the stadiums and we are watching them, I mean, the crowds are quiet, you know, watching the games when they take on and stay on the TV, those crowds, their crowd is, is live from the tip-off to the last buzzer. And, you know, I think the crowd has a big deal, thing to do with the two. but, I mean, that's as a city, if we really want our teams to be good, we need to come together and just cheer them on. But, I mean, there's also pieces on the court that aren't getting it done either. I mean, you, you the first, like, game five, you had five turnovers, turn a lot and he got enough away by Draymond Green, who's, like, four inches, five inches shorter than him. He's just not going to get it done. Just really not. And I think they wasted a lot of money on Capella to keep him here in Houston. I mean, he's not premier. I mean, we could have easily, you know, fought for an Anthony Davis or fought for another big man that can give us a big three because the three we have is not the big three we're going to make it with. And that's just my opinion.
2: Yeah, no, I I completely agree with everything you said. It's it's They, they put money in, in places that it didn't end up paying off and – there's a lot of big names on the market and we know that the Rockets will take gambles though. They will they're at least try to, and that's what you hope for. But overall it is disappointing. And you hope that, that uh, even as a fan base, that they would, they, you don't necessarily have to put red shirts on the seats to make it look like people are sitting
5: down. That to me is sad. Let's talk about that for a second. Is the crowd thing a deal? Because is it fair to compare like the Rockets crowd to the golden state crowd? Because they've won multiple championships. You know, like th- those fans know what they're getting and what to expect. But
2: even from what I understand, they they've been selling out before that. That's what I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand cuz they weren't always great. And and then you say, did they did they buy this championship? Yeah, Durant went over there, he bought his championship, but they were doing it before them. They built this yeah, And again, it comes to uh, sports jealousy. I don't care. I'll say it. I'm sports jealous of them. And you know me, I'm not even a Rockets diehard or anything, but I, I love the city. I got uh, many friends there are. And, it- and it's just an overall better atmosphere, mood, working in sports radio whenever you come in and the Rockets. And I saw all the looks on on my on, on all the producers' faces here watching the games. There was a, a true, genuine uh, belief going into this series that this is the moment. This is us. Yeah. This is a, it, This is what we built for. Let's run it. And after that game one, you start thinking, okay, maybe there's maybe there's a plan to this, like the the timeline of which that. Okay, all of a sudden, game one had some bad refereeing. The, a lot of people try to say, man, the referee got thrown there in in game uh, two or uh, two. But those referee assignments are already pre-placed before the series, so. Right. I think it was more I thought in my head it was more of a strategical thing from the rocket side saying, hey, let's if there's a bad game or officiating, we have this in our back pocket. We're going to blow this up. So then the next game has to be well officiated and we get our fair share. Hey, the next game got well officiated. Everything
4: went according to such and you got beat here's what kind of scares me y'all remember back in the day like 05 06, when that when the Astros were good went to the World Series and then they started dropping tons of money on just big name players thinking big names was going to get you a championship and they didn't do anything they they went to the playoffs once or twice more and then they just started sucking I'm really fearful that the Rockets might have put themselves in that situation put push aside James Harden like he deserves that money but you gave a crap ton of money to Chris Paul it kind of gave one on Chris or on uh, Capella. You have a ton of money wrapped up in those two players because of the big names, because of what you thought they could do, because of their name. And we've seen it bite Houston teams in the butt behind or before. I mean, hopefully that's not what it turns out, but I don't know, man. But
5: I mean, you make a good point, Cam. But here's the thing. We all kind of count on Daryl Morey to maybe wheel and deal and get us out of this, right? Because he's so good at his job. But if you're another GM and you saw the way Capella played in the playoffs this year... Are you picking up the phone to try and get him on your team and calling up Daryl Morey? I'm not. You know, Chris Paul, with how much money he's making and the
4: impact you saw him make in this playoffs, you think they're going to be able to unload that contract? No way. Hell no. And your actual valuable bench players, PJ Tucker, do you think he's going to come back? Somebody definitely saw him perform well in the playoffs and is definitely going to give him money. Are you going to get Austin Rivers back? I mean, this team is, I'm sorry to say, but they they might be a little screwed in the
2: end. They're going to need to make some moves. They promised that right off the gun. You want to hear management say they're saying the right things. But other than I promise you that James is going to get there uh, because we don't know that. That's a false promise. We don't know that. We hope. We hope as a city that it happens. But is. That a promise? No, it's not going forward. Nothing is known. We don't know what happens in the landscape of the basketball world in general. Where are these guys going to go? And, but we know one thing that the Rockets need changes. Again, if you're listening out there and you want a voice, I, I know it's been sitting in you for the few days. I, I, I've, I couldn't count down the minutes to be able to talk about this because it's been sitting in my heart as well thinking about what could have been or what what led me to think to put a five thousand dollar parlay like to to pay out five thousand instead of just saying hey let me take the easy way out here because it's the warriors and they know how to do this why did everybody all of a sudden think oh durant's gone this is over yeah give it to the rockets
5: and to cam's point I think the one guy that did besides Harden play really well was PJ Tucker. He was the man. Yeah, luckily he's. I just looked it up. He's got two more years on his deal. So unless you know Daryl moves him because somebody wants him because he looks so good, looks like he'll be a rocket. So that that's he good earned news. his. Like he, they yeah. loved
2: him. This this this. I mean, he was. He was doing the dirty work that Capella was
5: supposed to. Yes, he was he was getting those loose balls. He, he was fantastic. So great job, PJ Tucker. Obviously, James Harden is a fantastic player. They're gonna have to find somebody else to contribute here. So it'll it's gonna be a big offseason for the Rockets because Harden's window is starting to shrink. We see LeBron in his early to mid thirties starting to fall off a little bit. James is thirty now. Now's the time. You, you gotta get something done if you're gonna get a championship. You gotta get it done. You gotta get it done now.
2: Ten fifty-five AM in the morning. A uh, Sunday, Mother's Day. Shout out again to all the mothers out there listening. Coco, thanks for the call. Rockets fans, 713-780-3776. We'll continue talking basketball all you want. There's some game sevens to talk about as well. I'm gonna put some money in your pocket. We're gonna we gotta turn these frowns around. Uh, it's I know it's tough once your team goes out, you, you don't even want to watch basketball no more right yeah. and you say and then you start saying man most people are going to say man i hope the warriors lose if you're a betting person a betting man a betting woman golden state warriors minus 160 favorites to win the title milwaukee plus 230 followed by the raptors nuggets 76ers and blazers at plus 3000 you're listening to Moneyline, espn 975
4: Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline97.5.